Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, it's Jackie Cation and you are listening to The Dork Forest. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com thedorkforest.com if you like a determiner. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dorks Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul, if ever bored. JackieCasia.com. Sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand-up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCation.com, and there is a PayPal button on both DorkForest.com and JackieCation.com, and there's Venmo, if you like Venmo, Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to DorkForest.Bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a, but a lot of ones that are free from pre 2000 nine when I started pre-recording and uh, then there's a live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks. So I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some stand up. There's a story uh, album. That's very exciting there. And um, other than that, I have a lot of merch in my garage. Feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD. And uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation. Let's get into the show. Hi, Jackie Cation here. Welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm in my garage. And today's guest is Holly Annabelle Brown. One N. Uh, Holly Annabelle Brown uh, is a stand-up comic and is on Twitter at It's Holly Brown, is on Instagram on Holly Brown Comedy. It's spelled Holly Brown. You guys could get this. I believe in both of you, uh, all of you Rangers. And then uh, you have a podcast that I did, which is called Well Actually, which mm-hmm. is the uh, a, a nerd um, actually experience as well. And that was super fun. Did I talk about Miss Fisher? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. We, we really got into it. Yeah, we all got turned on to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I seriously, I was. It was in the darkest time of the pandemic for me, and I asked on Twitter what I should watch, and I was given that, and I now own fourteen of the books, <laughs> and I've given away the DVD set to someone. I'm almost certain is not going to watch it, and oh. that kind of it burns a little bit. Ah, uh, but little like, bit. do you ever think about those moments and know? Okay, I probably did that one time about something too. Yes, I, yes. People have given me things yeah. that I've, you know, and you're like, well, just you lit 50 bucks on fire it's fine <laughs> yeah, yeah. start making more money <laughs> so just then my request them I, you know one random moment like, in life right or drive it back over from south pasadena fancy pants how about that <laughs> how about that and uh so i will say this uh holly brown is we are going to talk about something. This is the third episode in a row. This is a very quarantine kind of moment because it's the third episode in a row that's about a TV series. Oh. Yeah. We did one about The Wire. Uh, the last one I recorded was about the TV show MASH. 
Well, I feel yes. like I, I almost it was almost chronological if we did Mash Frasier Wire. Right. Because you're it, you're into the Kelsey Grammer Frasier experience. Yes, I am. Uh, which I saw some of that. I think I watched the first three seasons. Uh, how many seasons were there? There are 12 seasons. And <laughs> there are 12 seasons of Frasier. And it's like the, uh, the, you know, back in the day when you would have a 26 episode run, 25 episode yeah. run. So it's the best kind of bingeable content now. Sure. Because I feel like now, you know, content that's coming out now in 10 years, people are going to look back and be like, oh, I finished that in a day. Whereas Frasier, it takes you weeks. <laughs> Right. There is a sit. Yeah, there is. Uh, cause they're 22 minute episodes. Yeah. And so, but seven seasons, that's over, that's almost 200 episodes. Oh yeah. Um, wow. Wait, 12 seasons. That that's more than 200 episodes. Hi bath. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, which is amazing for syndication and amazing for Writers Guild Pension, which I've just found out about. <laughs> I don't, I myself don't have it, but, uh, but it sounds like a really good idea for people who are I in know. the, who are in the, in, in the scoop. So what year did it start? Do you remember? It started did, in did 93. You, you know, I have like an odd history with Frasier because my memories of Frasier are not necessarily chronological <laughs> because my dad worked on the TV show. Right. He was, you the, told me that. What he, was he? He was the set dresser. So it was not like he was an aspiring actor, got into behind the scenes stuff, then became a set dresser. And I, Frazier was on, I'm almost not certain it's 1993. So I was born 92. Right. Uh, and and what does a, I, uh, a set dresser that's, that seems like it explains itself. But why don't we <laughs> the set unpack is it? And then <laughs> I just, you know, he started his, he went, he truly got it, like moved his way up in, um, you know, behind the scenes stuff. And he set dresser is the one that curates every item. So he works directly with the set decorator and the set decorator designs everything. And my dad gets all of it or would, would get all of the items. And okay. So sort of gathered, shopped, created and yes. did whatever needed he, to be done. He would work with the set director. So they often would de design it together based on what my dad knew of what was available. And, you know, I know way we have way too many like items of the Frasier household in my home. And <laughs> oh, that's funny because I'm sure. Wow. There's, there's a retirement plan as well. <laughs> Holy smokes. I'm holding on to it. I, I don't, I, you know, I'm a stand up. You get that. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, eventually you're like, I don't know. Have you ever wanted this? <laughs> Frazier's ass touched it. It was very, it was royalty. And so, okay. So it was about, so Frazier comes from cheers, right? Yes. Yeah. He was the one that got the, the offshoot of a, a show from cheers. And he was also, I would argue the one on cheers. You would never expect to get its own show because <laughs> he's yeah. not he's not like you know like a charming ted danson uh ladies man he's very like uh i'm gonna literally like tennessee williams loving sit back and <laughs> drink a hot cup of tea right right he's the opera like sort of the intelligentsia yeah. <laughs> dude he, and he's yeah. condescending let's just be real he's a, right, he's right. a prick <laughs> but i mean who else were you gonna give it to norm uh, not unless norm sobered up yeah. and uh i mean and then then it just became a show about him going to meetings and then um <laughs> and then it would 
or you know him and him and uh, what's his face? The other guy. Oh uh, man, Cliff. Oh. Cliff. Yes. Yeah, and then, then and then there's the. What's her name? Rita? No. What yeah, is it? What's uh, her I character's think that might be her name? actual yeah. name. And married to Danny DeVito. And mm-hmm. people are shouting it. They know it. But th- I mean, <laughs> that show was just about her, you know, going through anger management classes. And having um, endless amounts of children also while drinking the entire time. <laughs> right, right. And um, and then, and then, yeah. So, okay. So, Frasier um, has Lilith. Yes. And... We never be, do we see Lilith in the show again in in Frasier the sh- yeah show you, Frasier sporadically not often that's like one of those classic TV sitcom things where like oh you were married and had a kid and you're somehow a good dad when you see your kid once every five years <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know Bill Dwyer stand up comic great did a golf episode of the Dork Forest it used to do a joke about how uh, nobody loves their kids more than a divorced dad. <laughs> Uh, he loves them every other weekend and for three hours on Wednesdays. And, uh, or if so, you're Frasier, it's for 22 minutes once a year. Right, right. Then you're just like, I, he's the most important thing in my life. And you're like, I don't think so. I think uh, that. So it's essentially he he's living with his dad. Him and his mm-hmm. dad are living together in Seattle. Mm-hmm. There is some sort of uh, caretaker who is beloved by the guy who plays his brother. Yes. Uh, Niles is his brother and Daphne is the caretaker because his dad got shot. He was a cop. He's got, he got shot in the line of duty and is having trouble, you know, walking around and doing, by all accounts, he can get shit done by himself, but Daphne's (laughs) cute as hell. So, right. We need some sort of anything. Yeah. And, uh, so it's essentially, it's mostly about, and he has a radio show. Mm hmm. A talk okay. radio show with a, a self-help like Dr. Phil for psychiatrists. Right, right. It's like, because he's is, an actual, yeah. And it's so wildly popular, this radio show, that he's a celebrity. And it okay. is a, and only like a, you know, eventually it gets nationally syndicated on the show. But the show oh, starts out where it's only locally syndicated, but he is still like a huge celebrity. Wow. Are, like he's huge in Seattle. Oh, gets like recognized, free coffees, out the butt. Yeah. Sex in the city, rec- like famous, like on the side of buses and stuff. And yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, that's... Okay, so this is... So here's the setup. And then and then there were characters. There was like a shock jock, Joe Rogany kind of dude. Yeah, the bulldog, bulldog. <laughs> is his name. And it makes sense. And then, and then there was um, his producer, his producer, who was a woman, Roz, Roz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode is just going to be you jogging my memory. <laughs> <laughs> but then later on, you're going to remember, like, you'll, you'll remember Rita Wilson's or what? Not Rita Wilson, Rita's name on cheers. And it'll all right, come right. full circle, full circle. <laughs> so, okay. So who were your favorite characters on, on Frasier? Um, what do you? Yeah. So as a child, none of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you have this very unique situation. Did you go on set? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like uh, my dad, since I was one, I had little to no connection with the show other than I was like, oh, oh these guys are fancy pants. And uh, I <laughs> I remember being forced to watch it because it was on uh 
it was competing in the ratings with Seinfeld. I think they were on the same network, but they were still always trying to like outdo Seinfeld with ratings. Okay. And yeah. so my dad would like send me to school and he'd be like, tell your friend's parents to watch Frasier go. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I hated it because I was forced to watch it when I was a kid. And I, it was also way above my head. Right, right. It's not really made for the six to nine year old no. in the world. And was he pointing out the whole time? I see that. See that hat over there. I place that hat. <laughs> he would like. I mean, you could back in the day. You couldn't like stop the show and pause it. So afterwards, right. he would be like, "Man, let me tell you about how hard it was to get that piano or something." <laughs> and. Uh, oh. Funny story about the piano, though. My brother dated a girl. Um, he's a little bit younger than me. He dated a girl, and that his girlfriend, completely unrelated, you know, to Frasier, his her parents happened to buy the piano on Frasier, just like in their they life. They needed a piano, and it and was they up. loved Frasier, and they were and so, very wealthy and bought it. And then I was over so, one day, and I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we have some props sitting around the house, but they're all from Xena the Warrior Princess. Oh, jeez. So, because um, uh, Andy went to a prop sale. So, uh, <laughs> but so, so you're, you know, you're a small child. You're 12 yeah. when it's canceled, when it's done, when, when the finale happens. Absolutely. Uh, so did you, were you dragged to parties where Kelsey Grammer and all these people are hanging out? I, I was, um, as much as they could bring only to the ones that they would bring children at. Like, i so wish I was older when this happened. Um, I but, don't know. <laughs> I, I, Kelsey Grammer seems like a bit of an elbow squeezer to me. Oh but, man, uh, I got stories about Kelsey. Let me tell you, but <laughs> he would do the, 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 the big thing that he would do every year was host a Halloween party for all the Frasier crew and cast. Oh, and, cool. uh, I have such vivid memories of this hall. I actually have a picture this is oh, me. The Kelsey's in the up. Kelsey's in the robe. He's dressed Rock. as a ghoul. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Oh, there and you are. I'm the little one uh, in the princess, grumpy princess costume. Grumpy princess costume. But he would do huge Halloween parties, and I remember those uh, the most out of anything. But okay. I, I remember David Hyde Pierce, who plays Niles, was the nicest human alive. Like just super sweet to the kids so and just nice. po just politely just answering question after question, <laughs> yeah. probably not wanting to hang out with his coworkers. <laughs> That's exactly how I picture that guy. Uh, just awesome. Yeah. Uh, what uh, have you rewatched them from uh, in adulthood? Absolutely. So I mean, not to get sad, but like right after Frasier ended, almost the a year after to the day my dad got cancer, and then. He had a very, you know, he was, he had a really good career in the entertainment industry that just went away because he got cancer, couldn't work anymore. Um, he had, he had a battle with cancer for eight years. He lost it. Um, Oof. he, he has since passed, but I, it wasn't until after he died that I watched Frasier, like actually watched it. Oh, wow. And I, well, now you're, now you're 22, 23. Yeah. And I, I text you, my siblings and I was like, did you guys know? Did you know how fucking good Frasier is? <laughs> and they're all like, yeah, we knew, Holly. Everybody knows it won Aww. all the Emmys. <laughs> it won all it won a lot of Emmys. It's yeah. true. What um 
I'm so sorry about your dad. That's uh, that's very sad. And um, but so when you watch it, there's and you get to see his name in the credits and yeah. And um, do you remember certain props for, like him talking about those props when you were a kid? And you're like, there it is. There's that flute. I mean, there, I there's that weird wine glass. I recognize furniture from my home. Like, oh god! <laughs> I would look and I can't, you know, you you know, furnitures all have weird names. You're like, that's a veranda monocle holder. You're like, what the hell is that? But <laughs> like, that's not real. <laughs> it is uh, something Fraser Crane would have. Uh, <laughs> very much so. Very much so. So he got to keep the stuff. Uh, so after the show ended, I walked out in our backyard one day, and there was mountains of stuff, mountains of props from Fraser in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can't ask my dad now, like why the fuck did you bring it all to our home? <laughs> but he, he said to my sister and I and my brother, take one, take something, take whatever you want. Right. And I took two things. I took, um, I mean, also with stuff from Paramount's lot, not just Frasier. I took an original star Wars poster, which, okay. Very good job. Right. job 12 year old Holly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also took, which is very 12 year old, a, uh, pay phone that was used on Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason he still like, it's weird that he, you know, I never think you would think that that would go to the props department. You would yeah. think that that wouldn't come home with somebody. I don't know why it did. He could have been stealing it. I have no right, right. idea. Well, that's, that, that is, of course, the idea that comes to mind where you're like, Did you, were you supposed to take that? Like, I always think when, because um, a friend of mine just got a gig, uh, was just got an acting gig, and she was like, man, there's a really nice bra that this woman, that the, <laughs> the costume person, and I was like, I don't think they can return underwear. Yeah. I think I think you get that bra when the shoot is over. And yeah. she's like, you think? Like, I've been thinking about stealing it. And I was like, for the love of Christ, just ask. And, uh, yeah. and she'll probably say, just take it. And worst case scenario, you'll get where she got it. And then you'll go, because you're a working person, you will get to go and purchase the bra that you clearly are enjoying. And uh, yeah, it's it's always the shitty celebrities that like will just point blank ask to have things and then get it. And then it's the really nice, good people that are like, I don't know. I'm going to wait and see if they give it to me like normal humans do. (laughs) And then they miss their opportunities. Right. And, and somewhere in the middle, you can just ask with Mm -hmm. politely ask. Yeah. Not in, and, or don't just steal it. That's just (laughs) weird, right? That's weird to just walk out the door going, no, I own the shirt now. And, uh, because the last, one of the last things I did, there was all kinds, there was a, I can't dress myself. I wear this shirt three times a week and I do laundry twice a week. So, uh, and, uh, a very clean shirt. It's super clean. It's always clean. But, uh, but I, I just think I, so I, I don't know. I asked, I said, so, uh, can I buy these clothes? Cause I don't know how to shop for myself. Cause I'm not good at it. I don't like doing it. And thus I am not good at it. And mm-hmm. the woman goes, just take them. And I said, is that okay? And she goes, it's actually more paperwork for you to buy them from the show. And so just, yeah, just take them. And I was like, <laughs> uh, 
I, it, it led to what essentially is me stealing those clothes with permission. There you go. From the costume person. But I bet you production might have been like, well, no, that was $100 worth of clothes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they're still not very nice. I mean, I was, I always play some sort of weird schlub. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> so whatever close they are anyway, but you got uh, to sleep well at night knowing that you asked, <laughs> I did ask and I did not steal. There you so go. that is, that is the win there. <laughs> what? Okay. So talk to me about, uh, your favorite like characters and episodes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, why do you, I mean, the thing is, it feels like you love it because your dad, it was your dad's. I mean, it's it was a um, an innate love from birth, and then it developed into a serious passion as a cons- like an audience, as a consumer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So how did let's talk about that? How did that happen? What what sucked you? What was your first? When did you realize? Oh, I'm watching all of these. You know, you just honestly, the first episode, it's so unique, and I think. Uh, t- being separated from it of like not watching it when it's on air also gives you a different perspective because when it's on air, you're not questioning like anything. You're, this is what's presented in front of you. But now you're like, how did everybody, everyone loved the show, but it is such a like condescending smart show, but everyone loved it. Like I, I definitely had questions <laughs> as an adult like how <laughs> how did a middle america even give a absolute shit about this show um but it makes it all the more impressive about how good it is well right and and i think it's cuz it is a re- it's a smart show it's uh it's a funny show mm-hmm. and it's not anything but what it is right it didn't try to dumb it down for anyone and yeah. it didn't try to make it for some mythical flyover state that doesn't get shit. Mm-hmm. It literally was like, this is the show. You like this character on cheers. We're going to make this show. That's who this guy is. Hope you like it. Yeah. And then everyone loved it. And it's, it's total proof that you can do comedy that you don't have to dumb down comedy. Mm-hmm. Like everyone who dumbs down comedy, I'm just like, you're exhausting me because uh, everyone gets cable. Everyone has a library. You know, mm-hmm. we could all look shit up. We have the Internet. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me weirdly of the show Superstore. Have you seen Superstore? No, but I heard that that's super smart, but kind of dumb as well. You know, or- I think it's like incredibly smart because I, I also think people are really impressive when they can write dumb, like they can smartly write dumb things. Right. But it's so, so smart, but it's set in like a Walmart type thing. And so there's, it actually has a lot of problems. And I wonder if that's like, has to do with, um, how, where people's minds are now, it doesn't do as well as it should because it's set in a Walmart, but it's so smart that middle America can't relate to it in a way. I think that they're, they're, they're sucker punching themselves when, when they, like, if you want to set it, like I look back, there was a sitcom it was, uh, nobody's seen it. I mean, you'd have to be 55 years old to even remember what the hell I'm talking about. It was called Alice and it was about a diner in the South and it was heartfelt, but it was, it had some caricatures of, of white Southern folk that was like, well, kiss my grits and all these like, like crazy ass. And you're just like, it was in an ostensibly blue collar, very working class, you know, sort of like a Kevin James, mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and they, Alice didn't care that, that you didn't get everything because some of it was just real heartfelt and poignant and, and smart in different ways. And Frasier was, it literally was just like, no, we're going to be a bunch of weird smarty pants that people make fun of. But on that show are normal people like Daphne and Roz. Exactly. And Martin, especially the, the Mar- dad. It's like the, the heart of the show for people to relate to, I think. Yeah. And, and it's not that he doesn't, he gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just like, no, no, I know. I'm, I, you know, I raised, you know, we were all there. We all know what opera is. You just like it more, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it's, I think it's such a great angle to take on television. Like if you want to set it, cause stuff like, like the, like the UPS Kevin James thing mm-hmm. and uh, home improvement. And uh, there's certain sort of blue collar sitcoms that, that kind of dumbed it down for people mm-hmm. like Seinfeld didn't dumb it down. Cheers itself didn't dumb it down. You know, they didn't, t- they didn't really, they didn't go into some weird insight, you know, encyclopedia. Yeah, it's like, it's like a home improvement feels like one step above full house in terms right. of family relatability, slightly smarter, uh, but n- nobody's sitting there really scratching their heads. Like, man, how did they come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> right. And it just, it feels like. I mean, if you're writing for kids, I get it. Except for the fact is, I don't know if you've seen Mochi and Waffle, Waffles uh, and Mochi. Uh-uh. It's, uh, it's a show on, I think it's on HBO Max, and it's about, uh, it's Jim Henson puppets. Uh, it's a <gasps> Waffles. No way. And Michelle Obama plays the grocer. <laughs> and it's essentially, they're just 20 minute, it's, it's, it's so freaking funny. It's so written for the appearance. Yes. Uh, Waffles is half Yeti, half waffle. And mochi <laughs> is literally a piece of mochi. And they go around and learn about what tomatoes are or what rice is. And Michelle mm-hmm. Obama plays the, gro- the owner of the grocery store. And she has a bee sidekick, a, 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 a bee puppet sidekick. And... It's freaking adorable and it's made for children, but it isn't dumb. Yeah. It isn't dumb at all. It's super smart. And that's, I mean, f- they make, f- I mean, you can make fun of Frazier because he's a pedant and he's, you know, and he's obviously super preachy and, you know, just a bit of a bore, but it's not, they're not hiding the fact that you probably know what jazz is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they're so, um, so deep and consumed in this like aristocratic, uh, high society world. And they're so right. Like Roz and, um, uh, Martin yeah. and Daphne, they ground it in a way that you're like, okay, yeah, I know those people. And maybe I shouldn't hate on them so much because they're, they're just good people at heart. Right. They're, they're nice people. They just, uh, they're have, trying. and it is comical. Like when they think like there's an episode where Niles is going to get high for the first time. And he's like, I'm especially excited for this phase called the munchies. And, then, <laughs> and he, he's like, I've already prepared a Chilean sea bass paired with a Zinfandel. <laughs> it's so smart because you're relating to your audience and what they would do, but in a, okay, I wouldn't do that. Kind of right. Way. And how, what, 
What do you, you, you've never gotten hot, you know, you've never heard of the munchies? Come on, Niles, you're killing me. And uh, uh, I have to say that it is fascinating. Yeah, the, I mean, that was sort of the absurdity of it, is that they made Niles and not, not Frasier so much, because uh, Frasier, does Frasier come from sort of a more, Niles feels the one who's more separated from the day to day or no, you know what? Yes. A little bit. Now that you say that, yeah, but they are so similar and there, I would say that Niles actually has more relatable moments with Martin than Frazier does surprisingly. But I think that's because uh, Niles isn't so conceited where Frazier is very conceited. Okay. So it's like Frazier's confidence borders on ego, like egomaniac where Niles is not confident, but very smart and likes all the same things as Frazier. Right. So they feed off of each other. What's mm-hmm. a good scene? I can't remember any of the scenes with Niles and his dad. Oh, oh, there's this. My favorite is um, there's a Halloween episode where it's con- Frazier throws a party where all of his friends are there, which means Roz, um, <laughs> Niles, Martin, Daphne, and that's it. And, <laughs> and the, it, Frazier's theme is come dressed as your he- favorite hero. And so Frazier's dressed as Sigmund Freud because it, he won't fucking shut up about him. Oh, my God. Martin is dressed as uh, a baseball player, which tells you a lot about me. I don't know who he is. <laughs> and, right. And then Niles comes dressed as Martin, his oh. dad, which is so cute. And like the, the it's such a, a moment of that you need as an audience member because Martin and Niles are so they're all so different that you, you crave those father son moments. And when you get them, it's almost more of a payoff because yeah. they're earned. And Ni- Niles walks in dressed as Martin and Martin's like, um, wait a minute. Uh, you were supposed to dress as your hero, not the most handsome man, you know? And then, they <laughs> <laughs> and then they both share like a laugh in the exact same way that Martin does. And it's so, it's just such a beautiful moment. It's heartfelt and funny and it's cute. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's so great. Are there um, are there good scenes with Frazier and his dad? Because I know that they have so many scenes together. There are, you know, watching Frazier as an adult, uh, you know, having not watched it when it was syndicated and stuff. I wonder if people liked Frazier more then because I find him to be the least likable on the whole show. Okay. I think just because I, of his ego and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, I'm also just like, personally, if you have a big ego, I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> You're probably not that great. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you, you have money and an ego. I'm not, I don't get you. Um, but Niles is so, so funny. And Niles is to me the best at physical comedy on the whole show that, it, it, it Niles to me encapsulates what the whole show is, which is like, um, like this old timey comedy of errors meets m- miscommunication. And that's kind right. of what every episode is about. And Niles embodies that at every turn. Uh, even though he's not the lead, I just think he's the best part of the whole show. Right. Cause he's got, uh, whatever, there are several episodes that he's not in though. Right. There are, but few very few oh oh good so yeah. he's so he's usually in every episode even if even when fraser goes to work and and comes home niles comes over right well yes exactly it's, a, it's such an open door classic tv sitcom yeah um, but that's 
I think the show successfully navigates um, having a main cast, even I would say better than like Friends did, even though they were all equal parts lead characters. Like Frasier, it's named Frasier. Yeah. But they balance every character in every episode so well, even when the the storylines don't connect. Okay. It's did fascinating. They, did they... Did they do A and B plots? Did they yeah. do like where there are always two plots? Sometimes there's three plots. What's okay? What are your favorite? What can, what plots can you remember that were fun? My all time favorite episodes happen to always be with the cat when the cast is all together. I would say, yeah. Um, but do you? There's this episode called the Ski Lodge, and that is hands down the best episode. Um, okay, it is so. It's all set in almost one setting. And it's, it's the whole series, um, acts as though it's a play on TV. Right. You know, every episode actually has title cards. That's like act one, act two, act three. Um, okay. it's like a Tennessee Williams play or something, but this specific episode, the ski lodge, they're all going on a ski trip. And the whole thing basically takes place in one room in a ski lodge. Um, and people, it's just a, a, like a British comedy of errors where everyone's walking in and out of doors at the wrong times and, you know, going in the wrong rooms and you hear screams and <laughs> it's so funny and it, it's so perfect time. The, the timing of the show, it, you know, wh- whether it's, um, dialogue or physical comedy is like on, you know, highlighted in that episode. So that one's that one sounds like it's super physical comedy. Yes. Like it's a lot more kind of slapsticky. What what are the misunderstandings if it's just the five of them? Like if it's <laughs> if it's I mean, none of them one are really would sleeping. Agree, I think. But, um that one uh, Niles and what the Fra- hell were they doing? <laughs> I mean, Frazier's always somehow Frazier is a stud about town. Like I loved in the I honestly miss this, and I'm not being facetious. When men, <laughs> when men in the nineties were balding and they were absolute studs. <laughs> sure. It was, when, uh, just yeah. more relatable. Like he was the bachelor of Seattle. And so he was kind of always, I would say every three episodes going on a date and right. this particular one, him and Niles happened to be interested in the same woman in the ski lodge episode. And they're trying to figure out who she's interested in. Is she's a, somebody that like works at the ski lodge um, Niles always harbors a secret crush on Daphne. So there's like elements of, Oh, Niles accidentally walks in Daphne's room and she's naked. <laughs> <laughs> what about his wife? Um, L- Niles Maris. We never Maris. see Maris on screen. Not ever. A very interesting choice. We never, ever see her on screen. 12 seasons. Yeah. She's never there. <laughs> they have no children, right? They do not. No, they, they have a, basically first season out the gate, you know, there's marriage troubles. And then by what season two, I think they're divorcing, but it's prolonged until like season three and four, their divorce. Um, but we only hear about Maris and God, good God. What a good name for a character. Maris. Right. right. Let's never name a child Maris. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a, like some type of parsley like ugh, Maris. she sounded like she was very much drawn as like the biggest pill in the world yeah like she was yeah. just uh, just a piece of work and um yeah so but she's wealthy so, too and right you know. so the ski lodge must have been fourth or fifth season yes i can't remember exactly the season but it was like primo frazier and that's right 
they, they usually they say three to five are the best seasons of any sitcom. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's true too with the with them? Yes. You know, shoot, I don't. I love them all. I love three to seven. Eight okay. is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say their last season is almost as good as the the best, like the prime time Frasier, which is really rare in a lot that of is shows. Super rare, and that's twelve. Yeah. Um, Actually, it was, was, it was eleven seasons. I misspoke. It was on for twelve. Okay. You know how they do? Like it was on for twelve yeah. years, but it's eleven seasons. Right. Right. And so, what was? Um, yeah. So just keep telling me favorite seasons, favorite scenes, favorite characters, favorite. Oh man. What about guests? Are, uh, <gasps> oh, are there any good guests? Yes. So I remember it's so funny watching it too, with the knowledge that my dad would tell me about those guests because I went in with a bias each episode. Right. Um, God, what is her name? I can't remember her name, of course. Um, but oh. I do know my dad absolutely hated Michael Keaton. Oh, hated really? him. Did not, did not go. Did no. not. Said was he not was a good one. The, the biggest jerk on set he's ever met. Um, so much so that Kelsey like stopped production and was like, if you don't start being nice to the staff and the crew, we're throwing you out of here. Okay. So I, 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 I personally have a, a bias against Michael Keaton because of that. <laughs> right. Right. And it's gotten um, me into some fights, but <laughs> Right, because he might have, it might just have been a bad week, you know? And uh, because everybody has a bad week sometimes or a bad day at work. Yeah. Um, And, (sighs) but, but that is too bad. I mean, because the thing is, is is there's so many people work on a TV show that if, that if you can't Mm -hmm. keep it together on, you know, you, and you get a bad rep, all of a sudden 300 people don't like you. Yeah. And they talk to their children (laughs) and their children and their hairdresser and their (laughs) dentist. And, uh, you're like, Oh, I don't know if you know this. I met John Cleese the other day and you're like, what? And, uh, yeah, you cared about what old people were doing anyway. So, um, yeah. So, uh, what else? Victor Garber had a, my, probably my favorite. He played like a Butler, which is so fun. They live in an apartment in Seattle. They have a Butler. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but they, did they have, a, did they have a, uh, did that last? They had no, a, butler? it was only one episode because Daphne, okay. they were, Daphne was stop stopping her buttling and they, they wanted to like find a new Butler. So Victor Garber plays their Butler, for one episode and I just remember him being so funny and then he was never on again and it was such a like a misuse because he was so good right it's um, definitely those moments where you're like what happened and why didn't he come back and what is his and who is Victor Garber who who is he as a person yeah oh man I, you I'm, would I'm know unfamiliar. his face in one second hold on let me I'm gonna pull up his IDMD. I just said IDDB. Uh. Yeah, pull up his IDDB, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make you a co-host on this Zoom. I love to share the power, and oh. then you just share share the screen. Oh, share, cool! So then, then, then uh, this will be fun for people on okay, YouTube. Cool. Okay, I'm getting and, this. Uh, Let me do this and Sh- find. How does Victor- one share a screen? <laughs> Their green thing on the bottom oh, of the Zoom. Oh, yeah, the highlighted one. Way to go, Holly. <laughs> no worries. Okay. I... Let's see if it happens. Share it screen. Sh- Did I do and it? You, and then you pick the thing you want to share. Mm. It should pop up what's on your desktop. 
doing it. And then all of a sudden, this has turned into a small tutorial. But I Zoom, know. you guys. Okay, I think I'm getting it. You I know, have the most expensive Zoom account in the whole wide world. It's $2,100 a year. What? Yeah, it's what, insane. What can you do? What are the advanced? They take my phone calls. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> and I can have nine other people who are admins. So I'm thinking of selling them out for like the whatever the $15 a month is uh, that everyone else is paying. <laughs> I was like, you guys want to call and have them take your phone call? And uh, and plus it could be over, a, you know, 300 people or whatever. Oh, be, wow. You could, so. you could throw a lavish gathering. <laughs> right, where everyone talks over each other. <laughs> yeah. um, or it goes, yeah, you go. No, you, you go. Um, I, so I don't think I have screen sharing enabled and I don't know how to do it. I'm so sorry. What's his name? Victor Barber? Victor Garber with a G. Barber with a G. Right. right, You'll recognize him. (laughs) Victor Garber, Canadian actor comes up when I Google it. And, uh, oh, that guy. Yeah. That guy. He's the guy that looks like every butler that's ever existed. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a caricature of a butler. And he might be British. He might not be British. <laughs> but he isn't. He's Canadian. He's exactly. But he plays those like vaguely accented British characters. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. They should have used him again because uh, that, that guy's uh, that guy's a, 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 I don't know, a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Such a national treasure. We're just finding out his name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, classic, though. I mean, it, you know, the well-kept secret in the world of character actors. It's going to be it's going to yeah. be that guy. <laughs> yeah. cool. I I love um, I just think the their ability. It's almost like they took British humor and put it in the American zeitgeist in a more like in a way that Americans liked. That's okay. what Frasier felt like to me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every, every it was just a, a co- such a comedy of errors that every episode followed a similar formula, but you never hated it. And you were always like, you there, what, there was new things they were introducing, like new storylines that they would continue each episode, but it wasn't like, um, it was still, God, what are the words when it's an episode and then it's, and then it's done. <laughs> There's no more story. Oh, just Epis- a one-off or? Yeah, or, um, okay. God, I don't know how to describe that. But, like, I just think that they, they and, like, Roz was a really good female character. She was definitely a feminist and. Right, like, and they, and they didn't, they didn't screw with her too much. Like, last, last episode that I just did of The Dork Forest was about MASH. Mm-hmm. And so Hot Lips Houlihan mm. and all of the willi- <laughs> women characters in MASH were discussed and. And so my friend Brian, who was on the show talking about how much he loves MASH, um, he was like, they they didn't do great with women on MASH. Mm. It wasn't great. And I was like, well, they were busy trying to tell people that war was bad. They weren't <laughs> one problem at a time. <laughs> I get they that. Yeah, they weren't telling us they and so I don't know, because it was pretty, everyone was having affairs and it was pretty sexist and it was, Mm -hmm. but it was also like they were depicting war as pretty honestly on MASH. Mm -hmm. Um, They were also depicting sexism and racism pretty well, you know? good job. (laughs) Yeah, like they, you know, they cast a lot of people on MASH to play Koreans that were not Korean. What were they, Italian? (laughs) 
Uh, some of them, some of them were oh, anything, God. absolutely everything. Pat Morita oh. was on a couple of different episodes. He's oh. Japanese. Oh uh, boy. There's, yeah, they were just, you know, it was, they didn't take the time to find Korean actors. It turns out there are plenty of, there are so many actors that uh, could have used the work, but, um, that's Hollywood. It's all incestual. Yes. And, but the, the, the real, so what are, how did it end? Like, I know that eventually Niles gets with Daphne. Yes. So Niles gets with Daphne. They have a baby together. What? Yeah. They, they have a baby and it's, I, I will say the chemistry between Niles and Daphne isn't there (laughs) and (laughs) you wish it was, but you know, it's not, it isn't. And there, it's, it's comedically there. Yes. Like they're both so funny. And the, the series to me is like, uh, when will they, won't they have Daphne and Niles? Yeah. It goes, God, what is it? Almost seven or eight seasons before they get together, which I loved. I thought that yeah. was so smart instead of like a friend scenario where they get together and then they don't and then they get together and then they don't because right. once they're together, they're in love. They're, that's it. They're together. Right. They're together. Um, and they have a baby and they have a life. Oh my God. I don't. So I actually haven't watched the last season of Frasier um, uh, in the past five or six years since the first time I watched it because I'm saving it. Oh, <laughs> I, I keep like, I keep wanting to watch it, but then I don't want it to be over. So oh. I, I haven't watched the, I, but that's what I remember the, you know, Niles having a baby. Um, uh, I believe Martin moves out. Oh, I could be wrong. Does he get his own apartment? What does he just start dating? Yeah. Martin's like 70 years old. Yeah. But so. he's, you know, not, not down there for him. <laughs> It's right, not- right. I guess he's, uh, so does he, so he moves out. I think, from- you know what? I might be totally wrong about that. I feel like such an asshole. Cause I cannot remember the last season of Frasier. Um, oh, no worries. I have to say, I, I get what you're saying about saving mm-hmm. stuff like that because, um, for several years I saved the third book in a trilogy, which meant that I had to reread the first two books when mm-hmm. I finally was like, was it that great? And uh, it turns out it is that great. And I, it was the uh, Greg Van Eek out California Bones. It's set in the site. I'm going to weed off here. So sorry, Holly. No, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm ready to write it down. I want a book. Okay. It's uh, Holly Annabelle Brown, by the way, is who I'm talking to, Rangers <laughs> of the Dork Forest. And you can go to Holly Annabelle Brown, one N, uh, dot com and see uh, her stand up and find her stand up around. She has a podcast called Well Actually, which might be perfect for Dork Forest fans rangers of the dork forest because it's a deep dive into what people uh love uh which uh, sounds familiar and delightful <laughs> and uh it's holly brown on twitter and holly uh brown comedy on instagram mm-hmm. so uh the book that i'm talking about is by greg van Eekout, and it's mm-hmm. called california bones and there are three there's three books it's a great trilogy and it is so it's interesting because it takes place in Los Angeles and it's about the, it's about magic in Los Angeles and who are the wizards and who controls all the magic. And one of them is a guy named Sepulveda and another guy <laughs> is a guy named Disney. And is there a uh, La Cienega in there too. <laughs> there's a La Cienega in there. Oh my I mean, God. it's like all of the, all of the big, the guys, all of the monsters who's, who settled, 
uh, and like Sepulveda stole all the water. So he is the water wizard. That make the Sepulveda Basin is right behind yeah. us. Like <laughs> uh, right. And Disney is an illusionist. And uh, you know, it's like that. And and all the power that comes from magic in um in this world of California bones by Greg Van Eekout is uh is by eating is is by is is powders made and tinctures and and sort of potions made with old dinosaur and mythical feature uh, creature uh, bones. So the La Brea tar pits are a big fucking deal. <gasps> oh my and, gosh! Yeah, so it's super fun in the fact that you're just like, oh, California history, and also weird. Like and then, you know, it goes off. You know, they go up the coast. Guys, they go into Big Sur <laughs> and, uh, and they got to, you know, and there are dragons and it's very, it's very cool. And so, and they go to Sacramento and you're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and um, what kind of creatures are in Sacramento besides just like, uh, Ed, you know, Ed Hardy wearing guys, <laughs> true dinosaurs. Oh. And um, so, no, the, uh, but the, the governors of dinosaurs, <laughs> exactly. The governors of dinosaurs. And, but it is, it's, it's very well written and it's, and it's sort of an interesting it's a weird it's a it's a weird kind of it has a real sort of dark feel to it anyway um i liked it but i held i held off on reading the third one because i liked the first one so much mm -hmm. and um and now greg van Eekout is only writing young adult stuff so i tweeted at him and i and andy went to college with him he went to ucla with him and um i tweeted at him and i told him i was saving it and he said oh my god why are, don't save it i'm i'm still alive i'm writing more books <laughs> Please buy my new books. And then I read it and I loved it so much. And I told him how much I loved it. And he goes, yeah, that was when I wrote books for adults and I could swear. Oh, because uh, now he's writing all young a books, YA books. And, uh, and he has to keep it clean. Oh, lame. I mean, I, I get it, but I know. But what 14 year old doesn't want him to swear? Absolutely. They, all, they totally do. Like if you saw a dinosaur, you'd say that's a fucking dinosaur. Look at that fucking dragon. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Look, there's a there's a Pegasus. And uh, so anyway, um, that sounds amazing. I grew up in L.A., so I am especially attracted to anything that is like L.A. centric, yeah. like uh, cool, the movie Clueless and Sino Man. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you just sometimes drive by Circus Liquor and go, that was in a thousand movies that Absolutely. I saw. Absolutely. I said Cher got mugged there. She really did. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you that when I first did move here, everything looked vaguely familiar. Oh, good. That makes me so happy. Just because you're like, is that the high school from Greece? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, and I can do that with my, like when I'm watching a movie, I'll be like, I know that mall. That's the, you know, the Sherman Oaks mall or whatever. <laughs> and it'll like take me out of the movie. Cause I'm like, is that the Sherman Oaks mall? God damn it. <laughs> well, then I have a question. Did you see the movie Captain Marvel? Yes, I did. Uh, because uh, I have a friend who, because I get lost all the time in Los Angeles, so I don't know where the hell anything is. Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, if I'm on, uh, you'll be happy to know if I'm on San Fernando Boulevard, it means I'm lost. <laughs> I'm like, well, literally, I will be lost, that's, and I'll be like, am very I on far. San Fernando? That's very because high up. <laughs> it Well, because it runs the length of, and it's diagonal, and I'm mm -hmm. just like, I could be in any number of, towns <laughs> parts of the los angeles area and so 
Uh, but uh, in Ca- Captain Marvel, there's uh, a car chase. He's chasing the the he's chasing the subway. The eleva- when it's outside and elevated at mm-hmm. some point. Nick Fury is, mm-hmm. and um, my friend Kevin is always like. Those two trains don't pass there. I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, that's not the that's not the right subway because he rides his bike and takes the subway a, a lot, uh-huh. and so he can tell where everything's not connected. I mean, it does feel like excuse. Come on, do the bare minimum. Like that's not how that works. <laughs> the, you know, the movie Super Bad. Yeah, the, the scene in which uh, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen the, as cops are taking, Mc, I think it's McLovin, uh, for a joyride. And they're like doing, you know, wheelies and, and donuts in a parking lot. That's where my dad took me to practice driving is in that parking lot. OK. And I was like, yeah, um, <laughs> I learned how to drive like uh, <laughs> like super bad. <laughs> like su- hilarious. Uh, you know, I've seen almost no Seth Rogen movies. Wow. Um, impressive. And- well, I think uh, I think I sort of we're, I think we're the same age, and every time he's casted something, I'm just like, you might as well cast me as a cop. Yeah, you might as well cast me as the romantic lead against Claire Danes, <laughs> or I was just like, or Charlize Theron. It was Charlize Theron yeah. and uh, Claire Danes. Whatever. I think I accidentally saw a movie where Claire Danes fucked the windshield of a car, <laughs> and I was like why am I watching this? And I think it was for somebody's podcast and I will continue to be full of rage. That what I a memory to, that. To, to keep with you. Uh, who wrote the road Pulitzer prize winning book, the road. I have no, is this, a, am I on, is this a quiz? I'm not prepared. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> we've weeded off completely from Frazier. <laughs> um, hey, I'm going to say who Greg. wrote the road. <laughs> I'm going to let Siri check. Cormac McCarthy. Oh yeah, that's a it name. Is, uh, Cormac McCarthy is an amazing, sad sack uh, author of uh, dystopian futures, and he wrote a, a movie that uh, I think I think uh, it wasn't Charlize Theron. It was the other one. Claire Danes was in, where she fucks the windshield of a car, and <laughs> you're just like. I don't like you even more now. That sounds like and- a Carl's Jr. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I want to see that. Uh, I would watch a Carl's Jr.'s commercial where uh, Cormac McCarthy's dystopian future. uh, It's essentially, in my mind, and this is a sweeping statement, and that's why people tune in. Cormac McCarthy is the Michael Moore of fiction. I'll be over here now. I'm done. Uh, Dang, get ready for your hate mail. Bam, it's coming through. What? What? Tell me more about Frasier. Anything you that we've missed? I mean, we're almost at an hour. I know. I've weeded off like four times on oh, you. You know, I feel like in a way this was all about Frasier and about L.A. in in film and what it's like to be in L.A. with their with film going on. But I did. I found so I actually found something that I think is really funny um i was my mom has just moved and i went through her garage last week and i found something i wanted to show you and obviously describe via a podcast sure i found this envelope and it said letters to santa claus oh in the north North pole Pole. so it's letters my sister and i wrote to santa and so i was reading them normal cute little letters they're all on the backs of fraser scripts I thought that was so fun. Let's go back quickly. And uh, I like that, uh, say that 
first of all, your parents did not mail those letters. And second of all, they <laughs> did stamp them. I did not even put that together. I'm now I'm just pissed. <laughs> did they open them? I mean, were, yes. Were they opened? They were. It was opened. So as reference to this is what this child would like for Christmas. Don't forget to uh, Mm -hmm. get her a helmet or whatever she wanted. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, what I wanted was, what did you want? uh, I was too young to write words where my sister was very eloquent and asked for a, for, she wanted a piano for me and a flute for my father. I'm assuming she wanted to start a family band. (laughs) (laughs) I asked for the Partridge family. I asked for Barbie, Barney, baby bop. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's it. That's what I, because it's all you, drawings. That's what oh, I asked for. There you go. You asked for drawing things. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... But it, it's just, I, I constantly am finding new ways that Frasier is involved in my life somehow. Like I have the sign, I have the fi- finale script all signed by the cast that I just well, found, um, which is my retirement cool. plan. That and the Star Wars uh, poster. Oh, yeah. I've, That's I've got one. so much signed Frasier memorabilia that I'm like, I need to hire somebody like for a, as a, a, a Frasier assistant. Did he ever wear anything like that would be recognizable, like the puffy shirt in Seinfeld? Mm, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. They, there were a couple of episodes I remember they were in tuxedos. Yeah. But I, I think that that was just He just wore tuxedos. three-piece suits all the time, I think. Casually, oh, he was a, yes. <laughs> he liked to wear a vest. Yes, you know, I, I did an episode of the Dork Forest, and we did it on Zoom, of course. And you have put yourself together, which is nice. And uh, but Greg Proops wore a suit, uh, <laughs> of course, at least at least from the neck up. And uh, <laughs> I assume he was wearing sweatpants, but probably not because he's Greg Proops, and he probably brought you, you, the guy doesn't phone it in, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I have a suit on from the neck down. Actually. Oh, weird. Or Just from the pants down. Yeah. Pants down. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing a lot of animal crossing and it <gasps> turns out if you take off, uh, Sometimes you change your shirt, you forget that the whole outfit is the thing. And so right. now you're just wearing a shirt and no pants. Absolutely. And you're out in the square because someone uh, has given you a free shirt. Yep. You're, you you find the lady that sends you on a task to go to go find an outfit that's like a sporty outfit. Have you talked to yeah, her? <laughs> I have talked to her. That's her name is Label. Yes, it is. LaBelle. And she uh, has so far given me a hat, a shirt, and some shoes. And so I put them all on and went back to her. She didn't even make a comment. Uh, I was wearing all of her own, the items that she created. Let me tell you, classic fashion designer, am I right? She's just like, well, of course you're wearing my stuff. Anyway. I always feel like her stuff is absolute so ugly. <laughs> like, it's super ugly. She's, she's like, does- did you want to... Um, She's like, so I'm, I've just flew in from, you guessed it, New York. And uh, I just wanted to bring everyone this hot new trend, which is a pirate t-shirt. You're like, what? <laughs> There's um, my uh, Andy. And here, now we're talking fashion. This dog, I have to tell you something about this dog is he desperately wanted to come into the garage with oh. me, but he has been spent the entire time just staring at me going, can we go back in? Any chance? And and it's too cold for me to have left the door open. So uh, you're fucked. Okay, so Gordy, get over it. Uh, so he's been very sweet, though. 
And sometimes he just uh, gets up. He's just like, well, then why don't you pet me? Anyway, so I've been slightly distracted during this episode of The Dork Forest. Uh, There's a very good reason. Very good reason. I was in the middle of a story. Any idea what it was? Andy? I'm just going to throw names uh, at you. Sure. Craig, Andy, <laughs> Callie Bones. Uh, <laughs> Have I ever met Fraser Crane? I feel like he used to do stand-up. Did he used to do stand-up, Kelsey Grammer? No, he was a very theater guy, like Shakespeare. Train. Oh, he's, he, he is, oh. his, he's similar to his character on the show. Oh, he is. Oh, well, yeah. that's kind of neat then. Yeah, and they're actually rebooting Frasier. Have you heard that? No. Who's going to play? It's, I mean, as my knowledge, Kelsey Grammer, his company is rebooting it. So he's going to be doing it. Oh, and I, I like, would say like 20 years later, where's Kelsey? I don't. All right. He's probably owns the Space Needle. I don't know. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Maybe is he even more famous? Yeah, that would he's, be so- maybe he's like Dr. Phil with a TV oh, show. I mean, they tried maybe. to do that on the show a little they tried to yeah. get him a show and then it was like hijinks ensued like a llama walked across screen or whatever. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I have no idea what it's about. It's not in production. I'm doing everything I can to get on, like work on the show. Yes. Because I it's just it's got to. Yeah, it's what, a dynasty. It's a ex- dynasty now. Exactly. Um, well done. But I'm I don't give a crap about any reboots that are ever made most of the time until I know that they're good. But oh right, right. You you want to wait? You want to have somebody else uh, kind of clean it up? Yeah. But this one, I'm I'm excited about be- because I'm just like, you know what? This is my time to shine. I have no connections in Hollywood <laughs> whatsoever, but I do know Fraser. <laughs> you should. You should. You grew up here. You should be some sort of like Hollywood royalty. I am not. Uh, you know, very disappointing. I'm sure for yourself <laughs> as well. You're like, how come I can't turn the? Growing up in Sherman should have done something for me trust me (laughs) i wake up every morning thinking about it (laughs) ladies and gentlemen it has been an hour i will say this holly annabelle brown is uh thank you so much for coming on the dork forest thank you so much for having me it's uh one of the signs of the dork forest when i talk too much is when i want someone else to like me (laughs) so uh i'm glad you've tuned in uh, to listen to me want Holly brown to be my friend (laughs) so uh thank you so much for doing the show we are neighbors after all jackie we are that's right you i'm just Mm -hmm. straight up north about three miles in van nuys Mm -hmm. so if you go to it's holly brown on twitter you should follow her or on uh on instagram it's holly brown comedy and the podcast is called well actually uh you probably hear that we're a very big uh helicopter town uh van nuys <laughs> you probably heard that in the background mm-hmm. but uh thank you so much for doing the show and rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other my hat my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat <laughs> my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?